You're listening to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast. Follow us on Instagram at let's underscore talk underscore Knicks or on Twitter at Let's Talk Knicks. Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast, where we talk about Knicks basketball and other news around the NBA and sports. I am Jason Talbot, and with me, of course, none other than Marcus Jinqui. It's been a while, my friend, but I have to ask you, how the hell are you? Oh, uh, we're feeling good. We're back. You know, it's been a it's been a long a long time. A little break. Uh, I should be asking you, how the hell are you? I mean, you got <laughs> you got some well. updates. <laughs> we uh, we had a baby, a little boy. Uh, he just turned five weeks yesterday. He is crushing life. Um, many, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Many uh, sleepless nights powering through but you know you texted me about doing the cast and i'm like oh my god the the draft is coming up the nba season is starting soon uh i don't think we've done a cast since the champions uh were crowned finishing the nba bubble it it's it's been a, a hot minute uh it's to say been the a least. while i mean i don't even remember. we're at episode 46 now and- this is episode 46 Correct. A lot, yeah, a lot, a lot's happened uh, since then, and we're kind of we're kind of breaking into the heart of the Knicks off season now. Like everybody else has been, you know, in the bubble, we've just been laying back, chilling. The last like big news was hiring a coach, and now yep. we've got uh, we've got the draft coming up. We've got free agency. You got training camp starting. It's a whole. There's a lot going on. So. I feel like uh, everything just very quickly started heating up. Phones going off. I'm getting notifications. I just just now got notifications about Nick's uh, potential targets. So we're going to talk about all that stuff today. Lot lot to cover. Lot of rumors. I mean, this is like prime time rumors swirling around. Uh, even ones that came from weeks and weeks ago are popping back up. You're starting to figure out which rumors were BS, which is what 99% of them as it always is. Uh, but I would say before we get into any of that stuff, do you want to give the shout out to LeBron and the Lakers? Do you, do you want to do the honors? I mean, they, they did win. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I can't, you know, I'll, I'll give some kudos, you know, I can get, I can get to like, even okay. now, like, I don't even remember. It's been, I feel like it's been so long since basketball was on. What uh, they won in six. Miami came out of nowhere as uh, as contenders, but I don't think anyone really thought that Miami was going to win that series. They made it no, interesting. They got a couple games, and then, you know, LeBron and AD just do what they do. And I'm fine with it. Like I, like I said, okay, so like I said, <laughs> early on in this season, I don't know what it was. But I don't hate LeBron on this Laker team. For whatever reason, it doesn't bother me. So, well, I don't say it doesn't bother me, but I don't hate him. So, I'm like, okay, you just Anthony Davis really was the key to this win. And sure. I think LeBron gives him that 
gives him that credit. You know, LeBron does what he does, and whenever he needs to, he steps in. But uh, you, you, were, you were right. You made you made the right call, and I did, uh, I if, did switch. If, uh, I had Clippers. I had the Clippers, and then I I pulled the switch. Yeah, I I, I, I had to hang tough with the Clippers, and I I apologize for that. But it uh. <laughs> That I think we had a we had an on air wager, and you are you are fine to collect. Name your name your pair, and <laughs> I'll I'll have them sent to the house. I'll I will definitely look those up, um, and also uh, thank you for the the t shirt and matching onesie um, with the full house themed. We will be taking some pictures and get those over to you, uh, nice. and also thank you for the, the number one dad t shirt. I'm currently. Uh, rewatching Seinfeld, uh, and it, it just it hits home, man. It's yeah, it's it's wonderful. It, wonderful, it'd be a nice touch. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you feel good. You you put it on, you just you feel good right away. It really this shirt will never leave my body. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so start, shout out. I just call you number one on the on the pod now. Ooh, I like that. N- number one here. Um, yeah, uh, uh, my two cents. The Lakers. Yeah, I mean it was. It was all kind of weird being in the bubble, but um, you were almost more proud of the Miami Heat for getting to the finals. I think that was the big surprise once they got there with the Lakers. I agree. I don't think anyone expected the Heat to really do anything. They did put up a pretty good fight. Uh, Jimmy Butler getting kudos from everyone around the league. Uh, Tyler Hero coming out uh, as a future star of this league. And... I can't believe that the next season is starting a month from now. I mean, it's exciting. You know, I feel like we haven't had Knicks basketball in forever, but you know, if you're a Lakers fan or a heat fan or anyone that made a playoff run, you're, you're a little bit bummed because you don't think it's fair, but you know what? These are weird times. We we're doing and some weird it's, things. It's like two, uh, it's two teams. And the other 28 haven't done anything in a long time. So it's like, okay, you can feel a little bad for them, but and, not really. And, and what's tough for, you know, what's tough for the Lakers is that you just think, okay, well, why don't they just rest LeBron for the beginning of the season? Season's only going to be 72 games. So the competitive Western Conference, once again, it, it's, it's tough. It, it's going to be tough. Got a lot of miles on that body, but... At the end of the day, I have a feeling that the Lakers will be just fine, and they'll yeah, probably make another title fine. run. And, and Anthony Davis injuries, yeah, you know, I, I think it'll all yeah. be fine. You hope there's no injuries to the players because they're going to blame that. But an injury could happen at any time. But basketball's coming back, man. We should be excited. This is this is good. This is good news. I um, mean, well, fingers crossed that it actually does come back because we're seeing, you know, not to get on a low point, but we're seeing yeah. numbers increase. We, yeah. Who knows what's going to actually happen, but because I think they're trying, to, they're trying to bring it back to the, the stadiums and not do another bubble. So I think you're and absolutely LA, right. LA already says that the Staples center is going to be shut down for the year. Like they're not going to be able to use it. And I read, yeah. I read somewhere yet uh, yesterday that the warriors are offering up like, $30 million or something to put towards testing every person that comes into the arena so that they can actually have the play, have games in San Francisco, which seems a little crazy, but 
Apparently, they can get the best yeah. tests. They can pay for it. And if they can have everyone tested immediately at only like 30, 40% capacity, I mean, that's still a lot mm-hmm. of people. But it's kind of crazy. Like, if they have so much money, why not? You know, but I, I personally am just like, why don't you just do the bubble again? Maybe break it up into, you know, three parts or something like that, like 25 games each little bubble because you can't keep those guys in a bubble for like a whole 72 game season i mean these are people so we want to like respect that and then you have the playoffs but you know what i trust silver we know how i feel about silver love the guy he's gonna 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 figure figure it out players are gonna play let's get into some knicks talk man i I, i'm dying to talk knicks is there there anything else you want to bring up before we get into the knicks i I just uh i'm ready i mean we get some stuff on the end but uh, yeah, let's let's just dive right in because this is what, what what podcast is this? It's Let's Talk Knicks. This is let's, you're absolutely right. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna bring up the the episode number again. I thought I might have screwed that up or something again. <laughs> uh, forty six, right? Forty six. Forty six. Yeah. So okay, let's before we get into the draft. A lot of trade rumors. A lot of trade rumors. As of right now, the biggest trade rumor is Russell Westbrook to the Knicks. Now, I got a lot of friends yelling at me. I don't have one friend who wants Russell Westbrook on the Knicks. Not one. I can't find one. I think it would be great. I love the idea of bringing in Russell Westbrook. So... Here's what I'm going to lay out. Because I, I, I feel that you're going to be in the group with everyone else who disagrees with me. So let me just lay out why I think the Knicks should get Russell Westbrook and what the Knicks should do to get Russell Westbrook. First of all, why... Oh, here we go. Here, oh, here we go. Gloves are off. The first thing here is the Knicks are talking about bringing in that veteran leadership. I think having a guy like Russell Westbrook on the floor for the New York Knicks just straight up will take a lot of the pressure off of the young guys. Right now, this is, I guess, RJ's team. He's probably the leader of this team right now. One could argue that it's Julius Randle if he still stays on the team. I mean, we saw last year that like Marcus Morris was taking the leadership role <laughs> and, and we couldn't stand it. Replace Marcus Morris with a Russell Westbrook. I'm happy with that. You know, Russell Westbrook has a lot of flaws and we'll probably go back and forth and talk about that, why he's not a good fit for the team. But I just think that you got a guy like Russ on the floor. It'll allow guys like RJ, Frank, Mitch, Knox to flourish and to grow as players more because we know Russ is a triple-double machine, too. He's rebounding, he's passing, he's shooting. He can do it all. Yes, he's a little erratic and a little crazy, but I'd also love to see that in the Eastern Conference. You know, the experiment with James Harden, I think we all knew that wasn't going to work out because no one can really play with James Harden because he doesn't pass the ball, and it's just it seemed like a weird fit. Um, you know, the the combination with Russ and Paul George – Kind of seems like Paul George doesn't really work out with anybody. Throw a little shade, <laughs> throw a little shade on Paul George, but we saw it. And the idea that Russ and KD didn't work out—they had it, one man. They were on their way to the final. <laughs> yeah, okay. 
and they were going to win. Didn't work out like they. Yeah. So this idea that, and I mean, KD is one of the best players in the league. So was he really carrying Russ? Maybe his heart. Russ just screams New York. I, I mean, I just love the idea. Before I kick it over to you, the only other thing, and I will agree with this, we're probably going to agree with this, uh, agree with each other on this at least a little bit. The price has to be right. You know a lot about the price is right, okay? <laughs> and I, the Knicks just can't give up too much. But as we saw with a guy like when we gave up KP, Russ says he wants out of Houston. So the Knicks do have a lot of the leverage, I think. So I don't think we'd have to give up too much. I wouldn't want to give up RJ. I wouldn't want to give up Mitch. I wouldn't want to give up Frank. You probably could talk me into giving up Knox. Certain picks, I might be willing to give up. A first rounder? Maybe. Because I think the development of RJ, Mitch, and a Frank with Russ on the floor would be great. I'm, I'm giving up. I'm already traded DSJ. He's in, he's in the trade <laughs> no matter what. Um, so I'm not ready to, to trade the whole team for Russ because this isn't like a, I want Russ because I think we're going to make a run of even the playoffs or at a title. I mean, I, that's not what the plan is here. Um, it's just for this team to grow. And I think Russ can help the team grow. And, and that's I rest my case. That that that's all you got. Okay, okay. So my feelings on a rest trade. I mean, to your point, I could just start with. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I and and things like we talked about this a couple episodes back. I think like it came up because there was an initial rumor a while ago. It's like, oh well, what if the next trade for Westbrook? I don't remember what I said. I know you were very excited about it, and. You were like, okay, sure they was. should do this. And I mean, my biggest issue, and like I hear what you're saying. Personally, you know, talking about how he'll make he'll be a better fit for the younger guys. If they want to go that route and want leadership, I personally think Chris Paul would be a better option to mentor those younger players because he's like a true point guard in the truest sense of it. And he could legitimately make he he makes other players around him better. That's what he does. He facilitates. He knows how to run the floor. I think young guys would benefit from having him there. Do I, On the other hand, do I want him there? Not really. So, <laughs> But I think the same point comes down to with Westbrook is their contracts are so insane that you have to give up a lot to get them. And I'm seeing a lot of stuff now about how you know the price tag for Russ could be low and... Because once a guy comes out and says, like you said, once he says he wants to leave, they lose all the leverage. Right. And, but also not, re- I mean, not really because he'll have to stay. He's got, I think we said this before we came on, that he's still got three more years left on that contract. Wh- it's not like which, they have to move him. So Right, which I, I also, that's another point that I love about this trade is because are the Knicks making a run in the next three years? I, I really don't think so. So the Knicks, I mean, I think the Knicks biggest contract right now is Julius Randle at 20 million a year. So they easily could pick up that contract for the next three years. No problem. Um, while still developing young talent that they have, they got that eight pick this year, you know, even with Russ, 
Is he going to play all 72 games? Will the Knicks be in the lottery next year with Russ? Probably. I mean, I, I that's the thing with with bringing on Russ. I'm not even if you brought on Chris Paul, I wouldn't expect this huge transformation, you know, into a competitive team. I mean, it, it's certainly possible, but RJ. I mean, one thing. Mitch is still 21. I think Frank is 21. You know, Knox is 20. Um, you know, I think the thing is this game of can you keep all four of these guys while still getting Russ? That's where I think it, you're probably going to have to at least give up Knox. And that's why I said Knox would be the guy that I'd probably be ready to, because as much as I like Knox and I think he could be a good player, I've always said, I see Knox as more as a role player and you can find other role players. You know, I, I think what RJ Mitch and Frank bring to the table are harder to, to find at least what I think in the future their, of their potential talent. And I, uh, I will say, you know, it's been proven that Russ can carry a team by himself. And he, like, single-handedly brought, like put the Thunder in a position to get into the playoffs on his own. And so that's not to say, like, we're going to be terrible with him. Granted, he's he's 32. He's coming off, you know, he's had the leg injuries. It's like all the little stuff starts happening now. It's like, do you really want to put all of that on the line now to really win you like five extra games. And would you, would you agree though? It, it isn't like bringing in Russ where in the past, the Knicks like brought on Antonio McDice or Stefan Marbury, where it was like, okay, the Knicks, the, the Knicks have arrived. Now we got McDice or we got Bargnani. Like we're, we're going to be competitive now. I don't see the Russ trade like that. That, and that's the thing where I think, I, I may be having trouble communicating with that to some of my Nick fan friends where it's like, I'm not trying to, to win a title here. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a, you know, a four seed in the East by bringing in Russ. That's not the hope for me. It's just a Russ can take Again, it's the taking the pressure off of those other players where, you know, Russ can do a lot. He could fill the stat sheet, you know, Chris Paul, what I don't like all the things you said is actually what I kind of don't like. Yeah. He's that facilitator and he can run the offense, but then it's like, okay. He, he seems more of a like win now kind of guy that you want to bring to your team, which you just saw in OKC, like just him being there made that team so much better. I think you take Chris Paul out of the picture in OKC. They're a much worse team, but he's got guys like Gallinari and Steven Adams around him that they, that he can feed the ball to. Whereas Russ give the ball, and watch him work, you know. Yeah, but they're they're both win now, you know. They're they're both those guys because they haven't won yet, so they want to put themselves in a position where they're competing for something. I don't think I don't think Russ wants to come to a a rebuilding team and like you know just try and help the younger guys. I think he wants to go somewhere to try yeah. to win. And if he's well, on this team, he's going to be going all out to, to win games. He's going to play that way, but I think the reality is like he might single-handedly be able to push them into a low, low playoff seed. I just still don't think that'll happen. Um, but in his mind, he probably thinks that. But then, I don't know, then maybe next year you get another guy. I mean, of all the trade possibilities, I think this is the one I like the most. But we're also going to talk about, is the Russ trade the best move for the Knicks right now? Versus the other options. 
And also, I mean, depending on what they do with that would also have implications on how they handle free agency, how they handle the draft. Yes. Like it's a trickle down effect on if they do this. And also it's like, when do they pull the trigger on this trade? I think you can start to make trades next week, I think is when that happens. But, and the Knicks, you know, they still have that, that eighth pick. They can, you can leverage that into something like include that in a deal. But I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. As much as I would like to see, you know, just some excitement around Nick Gaines, and I think that's what Russ is going to do, I don't think he does much for the team. And if you have to, and like you said before, the price has to be right. Because if they give up way too much to get him, I don't think that, I don't think this Nick regime is willing to give up a ton to get this guy. And I, and I think they've been pretty clear about that. I mean, I, I was reading a report that they're, uh, that Knox would have to be included in a trade and the Knicks were kind of um, standoffish on that. So I mean, I'd still say I, fine. I, I just say Kevin you get to a point where like you want all these first round picks and this and that, and it's great. But at the end of the day, like we have a lot of first rounders on the team right now. And eventually we got to start like developing guys and we keep getting these low first rounders. Like it's going to be very, especially with the new rules too. It's very rare that we're going to be in that position again to get a one pick, a two pick or three pick. You might get lucky and get a franchise changing player, but I don't know, man. I I just don't, it's probably not going to happen. So I rather again, bring in someone like a Russell Westbrook who I still think will alleviate some of that um, uh, pressure on these young guys and just like let them be the role players. I, I mean, for me, perfect example, look at the Miami heat and Tyler, uh, hero. Like if he was on the Knicks, he wouldn't be able to do what he's doing. He's got a team around him. That was good enough to go to the finals. So he was able to show up in the playoffs because you got a Jimmy Butler and you have a, a championship caliber team around you. Like you could switch him out and put Frank on the heat. And that team probably could, they still have gone to, you know, to the finals or put in RJ. And then all of a sudden everyone's like, RJ's here. He's arrived instead. RJ's on the Knicks. And we're like, yeah, he's okay. I mean, Zion and John Morant are way better than him. That, that That's what the talk is. So we can keep drafting these rookies and keep sucking. Um, it just, you know, I don't want to be the Sacramento Kings of, of the NBA where we just constantly get all these first round picks and then we just do nothing, do nothing. Eventually. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's my talent to let the, these young guys grow and, um, so, you know, and that's, and I think we, we may have talked about that, uh, a little while ago, but you know, you're right in, in the sense that you got to start trying to build a, a, a team, you know, cause there's only like, we don't, we know we don't have the luck of getting a number one pick. We're going to be hovering around, you know, six to nine every year. Yeah. Every, and it's like, every damn year. And it's like, okay, we have a coach that. Now, from what I'm seeing, no, you know, they're saying Tibbs is in a more of not to say he's completely in, but he's in more of a win now mentality. And I think, and they're saying win now, but I think what that really means is he wants these. He's like, okay, these are the guys that we have, you know, like we're we have a bunch of first round picks. It's like right. let's start trying to de- like really develop these guys and show them how to win. And that's where I think having a better veteran on the team 
whether it's Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook or whoever they can bring in that had like, hopefully it's not Al Horford, but it's like, Ugh. start to sprinkle in some more of those guys yeah. in there to help round it out. Because you have like, we have a core of young guys on this yeah. team. Let's just, you know, let them, let them run, you know, like you don't bring in the, the Marcus Morris's and like, you know, Wayne Ellington's, to be on the team to like take minutes away from these kids. That's what, that's, what's been our biggest issue before Russ. Okay. Let's, let's say we get him, you know, Peyton would probably be gone. Yeah. Ellington would be gone. Uh, I like Peyton. I think why would you say Peyton would be gone? It would have to be either Peyton or Frank is gone in that trade or they just don't resign Peyton because Russ, Russ's, Russ's contract. You're going to have to, you're gonna have to get rid of a lot of guys because yeah. a lot of them. I would think like Julius. To... They, I mean, Julius Randall would definitely be in it because he has the biggest. Contract. He has to be involved in it, but also Russ's contract is for three more years. I think the the highest it goes is like forty seven million for one year, which yeah. is insane. I would and... hope. To, I would really like to keep uh, Alfred Payton. I'm a I'm a big Alfred Payton fan on this team. So because um, it's all it's all gonna. Yeah, it would all factor into who they re-sign because a lot of these guys, their contracts drop off this year. So yeah, so it's like, who are they going to keep? Yeah, and also, so that I mean, we could transition from that into the draft because we got to look at who who's going to be available, who's who makes sense for them to draft this year with that sure. pick. But before we get into the draft, there's a couple other names. I, we brought up Chris Paul, which I don't think is going to. I think we both kind of. Agree would agree on that, that we don't think the Chris Paul thing's going to happen. Um, Danilo Gallinari is another name that I've heard come up a lot. I think we're both like, okay with that. Sure. If, if yeah, it comes up, come... but, but Gallo does, I don't think he's going to want to come. He's a restricted free, I, unrestricted free agent. So he can go wherever he wants, but and he wants I, to be on a contender. And I think what you said was perfect about this win now mentality I think it's taken out of context. Like win now doesn't mean we're going to make a run. It's just like, it's more of a being competitive type thing. So I think even with a, even if you decide to spend money on young talent or just stand pat, don't do anything and just draft. I think Tibbs still has a win. Now I want to win now with this team. I want to try yeah, to win. Gonna show them how we're, to win game. Right. We're not trying to completely tank. Um, so I think all this, like, oh, we're going to get Chris Paul and, and and be awesome. Like, no, no, we're not. <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> Knock it off. Um, so the only other, the two other names, Carmelo Anthony has come up, which, I mean, maybe. Uh, I, yeah, all of, all I of them really say if they, get, if, they get, if they get one of those two guys, whether they get Russ or Chris Paul, then they would also go after Melo. Right. As and, like another. <sighs> God, it's like, okay. <laughs> I just don't like a, a guy like Mello coming in and taking away minutes from other guys. I'd, I'd want to see on the floor. Uh, Cause then your boy Iggy definitely ain't getting uh, any play. Oh man. So I need him. Get uh, some minutes this year. You know um, the only other guy I guess I wanted to bring up because that story starting to heat up is Gordon Hayward, which I've mentioned him on the podcast before. And this would literally be the worst thing I could think of. You stink <laughs> for the Knicks to do. Please no, just please I don't know no. Why they would even? Why I don't know why that's even a rumor. Like, 
He's st- like the but that just means Boston is more than happy to get rid of him because right. Like if you've been watching the Celtics, the yeah, it just seems like come on, come on, man, don't don't do this to me. Uh, it's danger. And yeah, so outside of those, those are kind of the more veteran type players, big names. I think what I would prefer, and I think what you would prefer, is let's go after guys like a Christian Wood like a Brandon Ingram. Let's go after young guys who, who we if think they could have a somehow, future in the league. Those two names. If they could somehow get Ingram, I don't know how it would happen, but one, you couldn't do it if you signed Russ. So it's like, wait and see, because we have, we have the money to make a significant offer to him. Yeah. It's all in like, what does Nor what's New Orleans going to do? And that would be kind of insane if they managed to pull that off. And I would say, okay, the Knicks might be onto something. Christian Wood, again, you know, you've, you might've seen more of him on, on your local Pistons uh, sports network. Detroit (laughs) wants to see him in a Pistons Jersey. This, the city of Detroit has spoken and they would like him to stay on the Pistons. Um, A lot, a lot of buzz around that guy. So like, there's, there's a couple young pieces out there. I mean, Van Vliet is another one that that, that talk of that has kind of died down a little bit, but it's uh, likely he's going to stay in Toronto. But I mean, who knows? He's, I mean, he's come out and said, I want to get paid. So if a team can come out and pay him, he's like, yeah, I have a title already. I just want some money and some security. So if the Knicks are willing to throw it at him. So that's again, three point guards on their radar. And the interesting thing with the draft too, is that, there's a lot of point guards once you get to once he gets to our spot that are going to be available. So it's like, what do you really do? And I'm, uh, I mean, is that is that our is that our transition to? to let's do it. Talk? Yeah, because, let's go, let's jump right in. So we know we're sitting on the eighth pick. It stinks. It's what happens. You know, we get it. <laughs> but from what I, but from what I'm seeing, and I've watched a lot of. Uh, you know, just pre-draft talk and listen to some stuff. And it's interesting. A lot of people are saying that the back end of the, of the lottery is more likely, you're more likely to get a guy that's going to be really, really good for their career. You know, not like the top three, four, you, you, you know, it's hit or miss. Like some of them could be really good. Some of them could not, it's just all hype. But again, no one really knows because we didn't have much of a college season. So you haven't had, much time to see them play but looking at some mock drafts i think where a lot of people are high on halliburton and that's that's the big one out of iowa state six five point guard you know we saw that video of him tweaking a shot and it looked a little weird i don't know if that (laughs) was for real or if he was just like trying something out but i mean if you look at it like his shooting percentage is really good you know, it's like a funky looking shot, but he gets yeah. it off and he's shooting over 40% from three and he plays, he plays defense, you know, he's a defensive playmaker out there. So that's, you know, I think well, that would very be a long good, player. Yep. I think that would be a good, a good, a good pick. And that's what, uh, that's what a lot of people have. A lot of mock drafts have him falling to us. But the mix-up that starts to happen, I think, is with the 
kid from Auburn and Okoro. from USC. Okoro from Auburn and I'm not Amyeka from USC. It's just, you know, very tall, yep. lanky guy. And a lot of them have the two of them higher up. Yep. And if they land where they do, I think that's where you have Halliburton starts to fall back. Obi Toppin might fall back. And it just... I, I can assure you Obi people. Toppin will not be at the eighth spot. I think I Obi mean, Toppin can go as early as uh, the three pick. Because, yeah, I mean, there's that's there's a lot no one really knows about these kids. So it's like, okay, who's getting nervous? You have some people saying LaMelo could drop to, like, number three. Yep. And just what does Golden State really want? Like, what do they want to do? Who do they – like, could they even trade the pick? And that's that's been a big conversation because they're definitely win now. Like, win titles now. That's the boat they're in. They don't need another point guard. They, I mean, and they – just need some size. I think, I think what they're seeing with golden state is seeing they can't play small ball all the time because you got to go up against the Lakers and the Lakers are a big team and you need somebody that could play inside and outside and stretch the floor. So they, they hold a good card in their hand on what they want to do with that pick. So I'd be interested to see if anybody jumps up to take that spot. Will it be the Knicks? Who knows? I don't think so. (laughs) <laughs> but I think the other the other player the Knicks are like a lot of people are high on is Killian Hayes. Yep, that was the other and guy to bring up. We've we've talked about him uh before. I think that like he starts to gain some momentum uh earlier on. And he's another one. Like, you know, six five point guard, playmaker, you know, he's got you know, he can penetrate, he can he's got his little floater jumper going on. He can play, but People think maybe he's just a little, still a little raw, needs needs some tweaking. It'd be interesting to have him on the team because then you have your one, three, and four are all lefties. And that would be just an interesting dynamic to have on a team because I don't think you ever see that having yep. so many lefties playing on one team. But uh, that's, yeah, that's really who I see it being between. Like if, you know, I'm looking at one now that has a core of, fall into the Knicks and that's just another you know a two guard six six guy that can you know a three and D guy three and um, D, yep. and that's you know earlier on there was like Devin Vassell out of Florida State that was another big name that was floating was around yep so there's, a, there's like two like three or four guys that all played the same way really it's like the same position same style it's like okay which one is it going to be so like who's going to be the best of that group and me personally, I, I kind of like this Halliburton kid. You know, I just said, if it's a little, he's got a funky little game, but he's lanky. He just like he's a yeah, long dude. Kinda... You know, I gotta say, I'm I'm pretty much with you. I I think the same thing. I think a lot of it's gonna depend on who falls to the eighth spot. Uh, I don't see the Knicks trading up to two. I. I don't see them really doing much with the eighth pick. If anything, could they trade back? Maybe if they don't want any of these guys and they got some later guys, you know, I don't know this, this scouting team and this, this, you know, it's supposed to be great. Of, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The, the group that Leon Rose has put together. I don't know. Maybe they know something we don't, uh, but I, I don't know. assuming that they're going to take the eighth pick. I also think it's between Onyeka 
Halliburton, Okoro. Um, Obi Toppin, I think, would be the number one, but I don't see him falling to number eight. Killian Hayes, I'm actually going to take off the list because I just don't think he fits with what the Nick with Thibodeau's style. You know, as much as the Nick fans are like, we need a point guard, we need a point guard. I don't know if you've been listening to what's coming out. Uh, you know, and a lot of times, Tibbs, you want to just say good things about everyone on the team, but he seems to like Dennis Smith Jr. and Alfred Payton. And I, I also like Alfred Payton. I hate Dennis Smith Jr., but <laughs> outside of LaMelo, you know, there's no real sure thing of a point guard and a facilitating point guard. And, you know, I haven't heard anything coming out of the Knicks camp that the Knicks need to target that. It seems to be best player available. So I'm actually leaning towards the Knicks taking Isaac Okoro. That is what I think they will do. And I think that he's going to drop. I think he'll be there at the eighth spot. Three and D guy. Um, It's something the Knicks kind of need uh, right now too. I mean, we also, I think they need everything. They need guys to spread the floor as well. You know, that's where Halliburton, I mean, that goofy shot and everything else, like he's probably my number two guy because I think he can play both ends of the floor. And I, I always say it about Frank, you can't teach length. He, the guy Halliburton, when you watch him play, he's so unique. He just seems like a guy that like, he's different from, from everybody else. I, I, I'd be probably happy with him as well. Um, Onyeka, I think that's a sneaky pick. I like too, but I don't think he's going to drop to eight, um, either. So I think, I mean, honestly, I think Isaac Okoro is going to be the only guy left at eight at the end of the day. I think Onyeka is going to go, Obi's going to go and Halliburton's all going to go, especially because we're talking about these guys. Like we're watching some film and we're like, we like these guys. These guys look good. Scouts are watching these guys too. And I think they look at them and they're like, yeah, they're, they're pretty good. Like I, I want these. <laughs> so, you know, and after that, I look at these other guys, Devin Vassell. Um, hope I'm saying that right. You know, I, I heard a lot Kira of Lewis was another one that people were talking about, but he, like, like he's another, uh, De'Aaron Fox. Like he's just a fast point guard. Yeah. I think that's what, uh, that's what a lot of people are looking at him for that, Which, you know, just like a speedy guy. And and this is the thing too with this is the move that I can see the Knicks making that I would maybe approve of. We have a later first round. We have the 38th pick. We have the 27th pick. If you get down to the, I mean, first of all, is Kira Lewis going to be available 27? Very well could be. But if you get to 24 pick, 25 pick, he's still there. Hey, you want our 38th pick and our 27th pick so we can get our guy 25? Like, as I said, the Knicks are getting to a point where we're getting a lot of first round picks. Tib seems to be happy with the guys we have. Eventually, you just got to start developing players and, you know, picks are great. But if you don't do anything with them, they're kind of useless. So, I mean, different sport. I'm a New York Jet fan. We got a lot of first round picks coming up. But over the last eight or so years, you look at the New York Jets first round picks. None of them are on the damn team anymore. So you don't do anything. They're going to be getting another quarterback next year for sure. You know, <laughs> and, and like you said, you look at drafts of years past, there is no guarantee anywhere at any pick. We've seen first round, the first pick bus. We've seen top three bus. We've seen 
I mean, Donovan, then the Donovan Mitchells, the Manu Ginobili's, Giannis MVP was the number 15 pick or whatever he was. It's, you, you don't I think know. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, you specific. don't know. And so these guys, you know, they're all talented. Like they're all talented guys. They just, it's like, what position are you going to put them in to be successful? And I, I at least am feeling somewhat more comfortable now that the Knicks are putting a group together that could hone these skills of these young kids, you know, turn them into something good. And I could be wrong. The Knicks have proven us to be wrong many, many times, but I I think that they've put enough people in place that they know how to start, to, like starting to develop them, put yeah. them in positions to be successful. And I think that's what Tibbs is going to do for sure. So anyone they pick out of this draft, I think that they'll be put in a good position. You know, they're not going to get a kid that's going to just sit on the bench and not use them. Like they're going to bring in someone that can contribute and, that's and it's weird. It's all guards that really are available, or guys that can play the two or the three. And it's like, okay, who do we get? We got them. Okay, cool. Let's see what let's see what happens. And granted, we only have what like two weeks before training camp starts. Yep, I think that starts December first if everything holds tight. And I was like, that's kind of crazy in itself, you know. So. I even forgot about Dennis Smith Jr. been on the team until you mentioned him. So yeah. he's like, he's going to be like, so that takes me back actually to like a, to a, say a Russ deal. Do you keep Dennis Smith or do you keep Alfred Payton? It's like Alfred Payton. You can, o- you really can only keep one of them. You keep and Alfred Payton. It sounds, it sounds like. De- Dennis Smith Jr. Is a poor man's, Dennis Smith Jr. is a poor man's Russell Westbrook. Yeah, Can't I mean, you? they're both very athletic <laughs> very players. That's what he likes. So you just have another version of him on the team that's just not as good. And, <laughs> yeah, I don't need that. You just bring it. Like, I still, I, I agree with you that we should still hold on to Alfred Payton. And I really hope they do. Because he's like, he's an actual well, point guard. And when and he's you look on at, the floor, it makes a huge difference when he's there. Like, you just look at the numbers in the next. He a job if he, uh, if he was playing the first yeah. few weeks of the season. Um, and I, I got to say too, with this draft, and maybe we disagree with this on this a little bit. I don't think anyone we draft is going to have an immediate effect on the the team this year, and and uh, and a first pick shouldn't. I mean, if there's one guy I think that could, it's actually Therese Halliburton, and only because he's a sophomore. He's a long guy. He's you know he's got to put on some weight. So I hope in this off season he's been putting on some pounds. Um, but I think he could have the most immediate effect. Any guy who handles the ball, um, you know, can, can put their stamp on the team a little bit. Um, so I, I don't expect too much of the draft. And honestly, my, my expectations for the Knicks, there's only two players that the Knicks could acquire that I think are going to have an immediate effect on the Knicks potentially making a run to the playoffs. And that's Russell Westbrook and Brandon Ingram. If somehow they can pull it off. If they if they go after even a Chris Paul or a, a Christian Wood, as mu- I just don't think those guys can have the same effect uh, on this team because as I said, I mean R.J. Mitch, Frank, all these guys are still really young. Um, Randall, I actually, I, if we keep Randall and he plays, I think he's going to have a big jump. I think Randall's going to be like a, a pretty big surprise because he can he can stuff that stat sheet 
And we always talk about it. It's just those bonehead plays that I think are coachable unless we get a few games in and you just see Tibbs just shaking his head, you know, palm to palm to forehead, just, Oh God. And then, and then he's out of town, uh, which is also very possible. But I, I, I think maybe they can rein him in. I, I think. I mean, he's been putting the spin in some move, work. Man. I, see some, I see some clips just like no spin moves. We don't want to see it. That's just it. Like, stop. If he does, if he does it once, <laughs> yank him. And that's just, he's just got to know that that's not his just game, but watch, watch some David Lee film. And just do that. Take your body. Do that. You'll be a much better player. You could be an all star. <laughs> I mean, I hope that's a that's a good comparison. Actually, just um, play. Be- uh, I hope. I hope uh, we start to see yeah. things come to come into shape the next couple weeks. Draft is on Thursday. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what do happens you- and. I, I did have one question. Do you see a scenario where the New York Knicks with the eighth pick pick a guy that wasn't projected like they go for a uh, Kira Lewis, who in some mock drafts is all the way in like the end of the first round. And the Knicks like, you know, they pull that like, oh, they know something that no one else knows. And we're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Like, why did we, I why mean, didn't we to just a, to ask if it's possible a Daniel Jones to do anything? <laughs> you, you never know. Uh, the Knicks, they could do anything. We don't, we don't, we, we have no idea. <laughs> you know, it could be a, it could be a complete mix up and we're just got to be like, okay, maybe they, maybe they know something. So um, my other, my other question would be, do you want the Knicks to trade up for the two spot? And if it's Anthony Edwards or LaMelo Ball, I mean, you watch both those guys play. Um, I think Anthony Edwards looks like he's going to be great. My only fear with Anthony Edwards is that you have a kind of Markel Fultz situation going on. A crazy athletic, great player who can score, looks awesome, but he also kind of is coming from a pretty bad team in college. So as good as he looks, kind of going up some less elite, players um, playing with worse people and then he gets to the NBA and it just, it just doesn't quite translate because like, I mean, that's what I kind of believe with Dennis Smith jr. Pure athleticism doesn't always do it. I mean, look at Luka Doncic, you watch him, you're not athletic, but he's crushing games in in Spain. And you're like, how's he doing this? It's like, he's just so freaking talented and he can bring that to the NBA. So I personally believe LaMelo ball is hands down the best player in this draft. It, it it hurts because he's a ball and it just doesn't seem right. <laughs> but if LaMelo ball is there too, do you not if, even if they should, but do you want to see the Knicks trade that eighth pick a future first rounder? It's gotta be picks. Cause I don't think golden state. I mean, do they want Julius Randall and like none of the players that they may want a Mitch Robinson right now. They want Mitchell Robinson from what I saw. Like if they're go- like, I saw something that, it's like if the Knicks were to trade up to the number two pick, they would have to give up Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson. Robinson. It'd be like Mitch, the eighth pick, and probably like, I don't know, Dallas's pick for next year or something. But that's – Mitch Robinson has to be included in that. And I think right. that's the type of player that Golden State wants. Because like I said, they Mitch, want they need length. So. Yeah. Which, you know, I, and I, and I, I have know to say – I, I just I'm – th- I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm just throwing it out there. 
we're Nick fans. We love Mitchell Robinson as a prospect. But we do not know what type of player Mitchell Robinson is going to be in the future. Right now, he's underweight. He gets in foul trouble a lot. He's got length. He could block shots. Can't really shoot. What is, what is Mitchell Robinson's? What is Mitchell Robinson's ceiling in this league? I mean, could we potentially look back years from now and be like, why the hell didn't we give up Mitchell Robinson for LaMelo Ball? That's certainly possible. The effect that LaMelo Ball can have in a game, it, it is, you know, I have a feeling that Tibbs and, the, and the, the coaching staff loves Mitchell Robinson. Just seems to check all those boxes of what I mean, what's it's down in Louisiana working out with, with Mitch right now? Like, they love him. So Yeah, so I don't see and it I happening. Think- I mean, to your point, again, you can't teach length and, you know, he's just still a very raw player. And now that he's got coaches that could teach him how to play defense properly, he's probably going to be pretty good. Then again, if he goes to Golden State, he's going to look awesome also. So, you know, we could be looking at that and be like, all right. Uh, I guess we struck out on him See, or if I, stick around. If I'm the Warriors too, I wonder if there's a situation where it's like, just give me future first round picks for the second pick, like three of them. Give me a 2022, a 2023, a 20, and, and that's it. We don't even want any players. We're Golden State. We're going to take a run anyway. Cause I, I kind of see them taking James Wiseman at number two. Because he's a big dude, he, they can use him right away. Yeah, they got Steph, they got Clay. They they don't want the headache of Lamelo Ball even on the team. It do, it just doesn't seem like a, a the right fit. So I think if they take someone, they're going to take him. But do I they mean, even want a team. freshman? Do they even want a freshman play? I mean, they can go get a. You know, they made it work with Javel McGee. Uh, Dwight. I mean, they just need a body, man. They get a Dwight. What's what is uh, DeAndre Jordan doing? What I, they can find somebody off the street. Uh, to play for that team. Andre's in Brooklyn. And then when they do blow it up eventually, three years down the road, they can start getting these, you know, Knicks picks. Um, So. I mean, and I I also see, uh, you know, a lot of these mock drafts have Wiseman and Edwards going one and two. And then you have Charlotte with the third pick and LaMelo going there. Yeah. That might be where you might be able to bully them into a, into a, into a bad trade. Like a team like a team like uh, Charlotte, I think we could probably end up giving up less to get that second pick. But I don't, know, of, I don't know what. Yeah, a lot of scenarios. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of balls in the air. You know, yeah. a lot of matzo balls um, out there. So <laughs> um, overall, I'm excited to just see what the Knicks do. I stand by. If you're gonna make a move, Knicks, Russ Ingram, Christian Wood. Those are the only three guys I think I want to see the Knicks make some plays for. Marcus Morris, please don't come back to the Knicks. I, I don't know if that's still floating around. Uh, <laughs> and, man, we got NBA basketball in a month. We got the draft in a week. You, you got anything else on your mind? Any Anything, anything else you missed? Uh, I mean, it's been a while. We haven't been, you know, just like talking talking some shop. Uh, <laughs> I've been wa- Okay. Basketball aside, I've been watching <laughs> – um, I, I, I don't, I forget if I, if I shot it over to you, just like the, um, the show with Jason Sudeikis on Apple TV. Oh yeah. The, uh, the soccer show, the soccer one. Yeah. Um, I forget what it's called, but yes, I have not watched it, but Ted, La- I, Ted Lasso. Yeah. I've been hearing good things about it. 
I recommend it. I'd okay. say watch it. It's, it's like it's just like a funny, weird show, and it's just you know, <laughs> it's not quite like British humor, but it's just because they happen to be in England, but. I don't know. He's just like a silly character. There's like a couple lines that just yeah. really made me laugh. So, and you know, <laughs> it, 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 it tugs at it tugs at the heartstrings sometimes. It takes you Ooh. all over the place. A lot of range of emotions. You know, it's okay. a comedy, but a little bit of real life tucked in there. And I, I it's an easy watch. Ten episodes. Uh, if you got if you got some time while you're while you're feeding, just I actually I think I might take you up on that because I with with the baby and the feedings I. I was needing something. We're, we're watching me and the wife. We're watching. We're finishing Schitt's Creek. We're in the last season, so we're almost done with that. Um, I think show. we're going to start up Queen's Gambit. A lot of people talking about on Netflix. Uh, hearing very good things. A chess player. Uh, some woman. I'm not really sure, but uh, <laughs> I've also I've been needing a show. I'm just watching by myself. I started Seinfeld from episode one, and I'm on season three. Those early episodes, man, it they didn't have the formula yet of where everything comes together at the end. They, I think they discover that, I want to say it's season four or the end of season three. I haven't got to that like episode where the... The season you know, with, the, with the pilot. That's the first, I think that's season four. When they, so it has like that overarching theme going through the entire right. season. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not there yet, but these earlier episodes, so good, man. And I, I, and it still kills me that Jason Alexander never won an Emmy. It still hurts. I bring it up every time I watch Seinfeld. I'm like, this guy carries the show. I mean, the, all the characters are awesome, but if there is no George, there is no Seinfeld show. I'm sorry. He is, he is the best character, uh, by far. You know, Curb, everyone says, oh, Larry is George. Larry is not George. There's a lot of similarities. But to that point, with all those similarities, like, Curb is an amazing show because of those similarities with George. Like, he's just the, he's the greatest. He is the it's greatest. It's interesting what you bring up about about the early episodes of Seinfeld. And it's the same with Curb. Like, Curb didn't really, I feel like Curb wasn't, like, didn't start to really get going until season three. And that's the first yeah. season that they had an overarching storyline across the entire season. Like season two didn't have, they're just random episodes. So season three, when they invested in the restaurant, you're like, okay, now it's like, you know, they can follow something and everything started to make sense. So I wonder if Larry David uh, did that on purpose. The uh, genius. Maybe. That is yeah. Larry he's David. A, he's a wild man. Well, uh, another one. So I was in, I took a little vacation a couple weeks ago. Ooh. Went out to LA to go see, uh, the bro and the sister-in-law might get her on the show. She was asking me about it. Okay. And so her mom loves the amazing race and (laughs) a new season had just started. So she's like, you guys got to watch this show. So we did, we watched like the first episode, but then there's 32 other seasons of this show. Like it's been been around forever. Yeah. Have you ever watched it? It's wild stuff. When it first came (laughs) on, I watched a season years ago. And it was pretty interesting. Like it was, I was okay. I kind of just got so off reality now, TV, but yeah, now yeah. I'm hooked. Like yeah. we, <laughs> we put on just like random seasons and it's an interesting thing to look at with that show because there's a lot, a lot of relationship dynamics. So there's a lot, like a lot of siblings, there's the parents and the, and the children, there's best friends, there's, you know, newly new couples that have just only been dating short. Time. So it's interesting to see how they, react with each other and how they interact over such stressful situations 
So it gets you to thinking, like, who could I do this show with? You know, because you're going to want to kill them at some point, but someone you can count on that can do like these crazy things. So they got into it a little bit, a little conversation between Tony and Katie. On, could they do it? Because they want to try to get on there. And she's like, oh, I could do the, uh, she could do all the running challenges because she does a lot of long distance running. And she's like, I could beat you in a foot race. She told Tony she could beat him in a foot race. And I'm sitting there, I'm just letting them have this conversation. I'm like, <laughs> I just like, I'm going to tell you right now, you can't. So, and she's like, no, like a sprint. I told her, chinkwees, we're bred for sprinting. That's what I can't, I'm not running a marathon. Give me a hundred meter dash. I'm smoking you. I'll throw up afterwards, but we are meant for a quick sprint. And she looked at us like we were crazy, but it's a, it's a, it's a fun show though. It's, you know, it's like the Would dad, you... like Asian dad. That's like, you know, always criticizing his daughter and like pissing her off and, you know, seeing things like that, the couples that hate each other at the end, she's like, I hate your guts. I never want to be with you again, blah, blah, blah. But then they come out on the other end feeling pretty strong. So would you recommend starting with season one, episode one, or do you think just hop in the middle somewhere? We, we started with season nine, I think. Okay. Because and it's also like funny to see, like, like, you can tell that it's like 2003 because of just like how it's shot and just like things people are saying that are just like not cool to be to not PC to be saying at the time. And it's kind of funny just to look back, but I'm in the middle of, I just started a new one today. So I'm on season 16, man, fun fact. Well, not really a fun fact, but the girl on it, one of the girls on the show is, so do you remember Miss Teen USA from like South Carolina? The girl who like didn't oh, know where yeah, anything was on Iraq the map. and such and Iraq and, and <laughs> such as she's on it. Yeah. And I was like, it's like, oh man. There you go. I remember I worked with her. I, I, I got her in a McDonald's spot, but she's uh she's like, yeah, everyone's making fun of her because like, oh yeah, that's that girl that's stupid and doesn't know anything. <laughs> but man, it's a roller coaster ride. I'll tell you, you get, once it gets down to you, the you threw me off a little bit. I was not expecting an amazing race plug. Um, oh man, I might, I might have. It's all, it's all I'm doing today. It's great. <laughs> I, I, I'll watch them. Tony watches them. We just kind of go back and forth on it. Uh, one of my coworkers, when I mentioned it to her, she's like, "Oh my god, I love that show. That's like my favorite show ever." Like, so we talk about that every uh, every couple days because she wants to go on it with her mom at some point. I think I could do it. When you watch the show, you're like, I think I'll I check can it do out. This. I'll see. I'll. I'm, I'm sure we'll have a good debate of how we would do on the Amazing Race. Um, yeah. Do you think? Would you take Ruby on uh, on with you? Does I, she? I, does gotta, she have I, I have to watch the show. I I can't. I can't make that call. Watch it there. Watch it together because it's it's My, the, the. I can already tell you. I will watch a season and be like. I have no interest in doing this. <laughs> hey, I, listen, man, I'm still trying to get on Wheel of Fortune. Um, and, man, Wheel of Fortune, of course, got a second. Before we go. Yeah, I just thought about it right yeah, before you said it. Uh, like, shout yeah, out. To, uh, we're, we're big game show guys. You know, we, I mean, Regis, we gave a shout out when that happened. And we lost Alex Trebek. Uh, just, I think, I think we've all had enough of 2020. Um, you got, you got new Jeopardy episodes into December. We've been watching every night and, you know, it was just like, even though he ended the episode, he was just like, so long for now. And I was just like, Oh God, like Alex, like I named my son, his name is Alexander. It's just a lot of, a lot of emotions, but got it. He gave us a lot of good years. 
and yeah, really I, I i remember when i was a kid my mom that's all she watched when my brother was a baby every night at 7 7 30 watch little wheel watch little jeopardy i've i've been saying it for months too and i think it's gonna happen book it right now if there's vegas bets you should take it um ken jennings is gonna be the next host of jeopardy i'm gonna leave it on that interesting and he's wow. already doing clues he's already doing video clues just random. There was like marine biology with uh, Ken Jennings questions. And he's like, you can kind of see he's like prepping, doing little jokes. I'm like, there we go. Got a little Ooh. sweater vest on. Okay. I didn't even think of it. I was like, who can they? I was like, don't even bring in another host. Perfect. But Ken Jennings. He's, yeah, he's got the he's got him. the right bounce of like smarts and a little bit of humor yep. in there. It's just a he's, fun he's guy. He's a Jeopardy okay. right now. Yeah. All right. So, I like that. All your bookies. Like Marcus. Always a pleasure. What can I say? Um, we got a week. The draft's in a week. So, yeah. I mean, this is the time of year where any news can break and a pop-up emergency cast. Stay. Keep those ears open. Check us out on... So, we're on Apple Podcasts. Now, we're on Amazon. So, you can check out Let's Talks Next there. You can follow us on Instagram at let's underscore talk underscore Nicks. You can follow myself at Jason Talbot on Twitter or Marcus at N Chin Kui. This has been episode 46 of the let's talk Nicks podcast. Talk to you next time.